Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Pharmacist with Joe DiMatteo. Joe is a pharmacist, naturopath, and board certified in clinical nutrition. We are here to impact your health and change your life. My name is Joe DiMatteo Jr., and it is my honor to introduce my father, Dr. Joe DiMatteo. Once again, folks, Kenny and I were just joking at the uh, before we went on live about how eventually uh, he and I will be replaced by some type of computer someday. And in whatever the endeavors are that we do, it seems computers replacing everything. But one thing, a computer, one thing, a robot, one thing, a man-made thing cannot do, and that's worship and praise him. God did not make robots. He made us alive, living human beings with a spirit. With, an, with, with a psyche, with, with our emotions and this physical body. We're all wrapped into one. We're not just a physical body. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him and before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Folks, a robot can't do that from their hearts Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about hardening your heart. You know, a robot, a piece of equipment, a piece of machinery does not. I'm not just talking about a physical pumping heart here now. See, a a, a robot, a computer doesn't have a soul, a spirit. Say, oh, boy, you're really getting deep here today, Joe. Boy, this is really amazing. No, no, hold on. Our hearts, the importance of our hearts. I'm not joking. I I really am not. Um, Verse 8 Seven, actually, technically in Psalm 95 says, Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah. I'll I'll explain that. And as you did at Massa. What's that all about? That's talking to the children of Israel, in essence, and and how at Meribah there was quarreling and fighting and dissension. And and at Massa there there was where the testing literally took place of the children of Israel. And God says here, don't harden your hearts as you did at these different points of time in the wilderness where your ancestors tested me or tried me or tested my patience. They tried me though they had seen what I did. And for 40 years, I was angry with that generation. And I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray. See, God created us with an inner component to who we are that is created to worship him. See, we're going to worship something. We're going to worship an idol. We're going to worship the Steelers or the Cowboys, or we're going to worship something or a person or our money or our title or what we do or whatever it is, or you're going to worship him. I choose the latter. And the reason why it's critical because God wants our hearts They are a people whose hearts go astray. They have not known my ways. And so I declared on oath in my anger that they shall never enter my rest. Now that's, now that's the key thing. First of all, our hearts to be his. Number two, how many of us 
just have no peace. We have no rest in our soul. Our minds are racing. Our spirits, our hearts are racing. We're anxious. We're stressed. We're maxed. And that could be because of work or some problems in your home, your family. I, I understand. I get that. But many of us don't have something major going on and we don't have rest. And part of that is God is saying to us, in order for you to enter my rest, in order for you to enter my rest, um, you've got to be able to have a tender and a pliable and a soft and a tender heart towards me. I'll explain as we get into the body of the show. 800-281-8255. Yesterday, um, boy, I thought this was interesting. I have a couple, ooh, not so nice little quippets to talk about from the media today. Well, the one is a, um, kind of a, a redo from yesterday, but I think it's worth covering again. I think this is critical. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And it says here that a positive, healthy mood and healthy mood states can be contagious and they are associated with a reduced risk for and recovery from depression in adolescence. How many young people, teens, adolescents that are depressed have mood disorders, have anxiety disorders, keeping up with the Joneses, with the right phones and the right clothing and the right look, and it goes on and on and on. However, depressive mood does not appear to have the same influence per se, but it's talking about someone, in essence, you know, the old adage, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You become like who you're with, right? Positive, healthy mood states can be contagious. Having sufficient friends with a healthy mood can reduce the probability by 50% of developing depression and double the probability that you will recover from depression. This is pretty interesting. Our results suggest that the promotion of friendship between adolescents can reduce both the incidence and prevalence of depression. Center for Epidemiological Studies and uh, in their, in their depression scale scores. This was done at the Royal Society of London, the proceedings of the Royal Society of London. I'm not familiar with that, certainly, but um, it, it was a major study. Over 3,000 adolescents in high school enrolled in the study. They followed them for six and 12 month increments and they looked at the types of friendships, the, the mindset that they had, the mindset of their friends, the attitudes of their friends. This was a major study. And then looked at the individuals that were in question with their mood disorders and anxiety and so on. Pretty clear. Now, it doesn't, you, you don't have to go too far to realize that even what the book of Proverbs alone says, and it's throughout the scripture, but how important it is to have the right friendships. Proverbs twelve twenty six, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor. I'm not righteous, you know, self-righteous. I'm talking about, you know, one that has a heart, right? A heart tender towards the things of God is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. A direct link to what we see here in this discussion about adolescence and depression, their ability to recover from depression and reduced components leading up to depression. Proverbs 13.20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. The companion of fools 
suffer harm. Proverbs 14, 6 and 7 says that a scoffer seeks wisdom. A scoffer. In other words, a wise guy. I used to be a real wise guy when I was a wise guy, a scoffer, someone that mocks and scoffs and just makes fun of what you're doing. And maybe you go into church or maybe you're just trying to do the right thing and, 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 and you get scoffed at. It says a scoffer seeks wisdom in vain. In other words, he doesn't have a heart to receive it. So even if he has an outward appearance of wanting to seek wisdom, it's vanity. But knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. And understanding is implying a, a man or a woman that is or that has a heart that is tender towards the things of God. Leave the presence of a fool for there you do not meet words of knowledge. So does that tie for you a little bit? Is it important to know who your young people hang around with? Your children, your grandchildren. You most certainly, most certainly can see that it has a huge, huge impact. 800-281-8255. I'm going to get to Paul in a second. And I want to um, go through this quickly. I, I didn't highlight this. I just pulled this off the newswires today. A reanalysis. <laughs> Yeah, a, a reanalysis of now what's termed an infamous study, study 329. I have no idea what that means. Study 329. I guess I should have looked that up instead of saying that to you, but study 329 was a study of the, of antidepressant medication, uh, particularly named paroxetine, a specific um, SSRI type, a little different pharmacology, this particular drug that is used for depression. But that was the study that was done, I want to say back in the late 90s. <clears throat> the study was funded by GlaxoSmithKline, or at that point in time, it was SmithKline Beecham. And here's what it basically says. It shows, watch this, the reanalysis. Now, can you believe that this happens? A reanalysis of the study that was done back in the late 90s and published in 2001 in the Journal of the American Academy of Child, oh baby, this is terrible, and Adolescent Psychiatry. <laughs> the drug then, the research done by the manufacturer, was shown to be, quote, effective for depression and safe for adolescents. Um, now after what, 15 years, 14 years, 16 years, I don't know what the math is, late nineties, right around 2001, it's published, whatever it is, all these years go by how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young people are on this medication. Um, now here's what now the reanalysis experts have redone the study because there are so many questions about SSRIs in general in young people. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors used for depression. And in particular, this particular medication that now the British Medical Journal just released a report just two days ago contradicting the original publication that said basically the drug was generally effective and safe. And, and they're calling it uh, ineffective and unsafe Hundreds of thousands potentially harmed, they go on to say, a reanalysis used previously confidential trial documents and found that the efficacy of paroxetine and amipramine was not statistically or clinically significant or different from a placebo <clears throat> for any pre-specified primary or secondary efficacy outcome. Clinically significant increase in harms, including 
suicidal ideation, behavior and other serious adverse events in the paroxetine arm and the cardiovascular problems in the amipramine, another arm meaning that form of the study. However, says a, a, a John Giardini researcher, critical and clinical and ethical medical research group from South Australia says hundreds of thousands of adolescents have taken this drug and we can't know how many have been harmed. Um, I, I have more to say on this and, and you know, this is where I often say when, when, when you hear someone say, oh well, you know, that, that, that's not been cleared by the FDA. Oh, that, that's not approved by the FDA. I'm, I'm not really sure why we, we have a tendency to have such a, this is not an uncommon situation that occurs with meds. How many medications make it to market? And this is not knock pharmacology day, okay? It really is not. But, but we, we, we put so much weight down on this area. We put so much credence into quote the evidence that is presented to us by studies and manufacturers. And I kind of got off on that tangent last week. I feel like I want to spiral out there and I don't want to do that. Um, because we're, we're not helping young people that maybe are dealing with some issues or going through a rough time or have some peer pressure. We're not, we're not giving them tools. And I'm not just, you know, you gotta go through talk therapy. You gotta be talking to someone. You gotta get these young people. They've gotta sleep. They can't stay up till one, two in the morning, um, texting, twittering, you know, whatever it is. Okay. They can't be on the internet. They, they, they need to get to sleep. Uh, they need to eat right. They can't be living on drive-through foods and, and energy drinks and junk foods. They need to be focused. They need to be involved using their skills, being active, participating, being and running around with the right crowds. Um, we, we have, we have so many young people that are distressed emotionally and psychologically. It's off the charts. And, and now to find, although I've kind of known about this for a while, because if you look at some of the incident type reports, um, it's, it, we've known for quite a while. That that drug was in huge question. It had already been, it had already been rescinded to be used in anyone under 18. Why does it take this long? Why does it take 15, 16 years? I mean, you, you following me here? Am I making some sense? Including, this is serious stuff. Meaning that the medication used to treat the depression, there was higher rates of thoughts of suicide. Suicidal ideation. This is not my words. I'm just reading the summary of the report. And other behavioral and serious adverse events. It's kind of scary. I find it scary. 800-281-8255. Let's go to Magnolia, Texas. We got Paula on. Paula, you're on. How can I help you today? Hi, Joe. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Amen. I wanted to give you a quick rundown on uh, what I've experienced in the last, I guess, 10, 12 years. I've been, I'm 55 now and have been a runner for 37 years, extremely health conscious. Mm-hmm. And back in 2003, had backaches, which at the time being 43, never thought two cents about it. Sure. But that, it was a uh, spinal cord tumor called mm. schwannoma okay. that had been growing off of my spine and actually <sighs> came out through one of the holes in your vertebral column and grew into the massive tumor in my right chest. Oh, my God. So basically given a death sentence, and you know, we have the best 
medical care in Houston. So I was mm-hmm. blessed to have that door, right door economy. They get in there and get it out and have spinal cord tumor uh, removed from a laminectomy down the middle of my back. So all of that, you know, came through, but um, had all of the different imaging with the, the dyes injected into me. Sure. I mean, I mean, I was a typical lab rat just going yep. through everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now fast forward to 2010, five years ago, I threw a fluke. I had no symptoms whatsoever. Had a massive tumor in my lower left lung <sighs> called a hemorrhotoma, which resulted in the loss of my left lung. Again, death sentence, you're not going to make it, all of that. Mm-hmm. And God has not finished with me yet, obviously. Well, two death sentences, and we're talking today. Hallelujah. That's all I can say. I I have no idea why you've taken on the Job situation here, but two death sentences later, and that was 2010 on round two, and we're in 2015. What a miracle, um, girl, you are. This is just unbelievable. I'm just unbelievable. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go on. No, no, thank you. Um, But you were... Uh, I've been found your show and have been really loving listening to it. And something you said the other day very much resonated with me when you were talking about the accumulation of heavy metals in our system. Yeah. And for me, doing everything else right in my life, not smoking, not doing any of that, eating right, exercising, but having gone through the, <coughs> you know, Tons of tests where they had done the imaging and injected my body with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I as moving forward, and of course I don't want any more tumors, but I know hmm. I'm probably just laden with a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't know if the, if you suggest getting is there a blood test that I can get to kind of see where my levels are, and then going forward, what would you suggest to somebody who has the craziest? <laughs> that's pretty you, you've got some crazy and i'm assuming that type of tumor unless maybe i'm wrong that the first one fairly rare is that a pretty rare type very yeah that's very what rare. i thought yeah that's what i thought wow okay um a couple things um i think that for us not to consider the role of chemicals metals in our body is crazy. That's why on October 10th, I want to do a little teaching here at the open house and I want to have it, you know, sent over as a live stream to those of you that are out of the area because I'm kind of going to bear down on that. And I'm going to talk about uh, the importance of trying to define what you might have in your body. And so tying to you, uh, you can do um, out of state always creates some type of problems, but um, I'm trying to think of a way we either could do a red blood cell analysis. Um, we just have to find someone down there to do a draw for you, but a red blood cell analysis that looks at metals. One of the other things that you could do, we could still do a provocative metal test. The thing is we need to get the provoking agent to you. That be, could be a little bit sticky, but we'll handle the details later. You can talk to Terry or Joyce, the nurse practitioner, but I, w- I want to get to the brass tacks of what we're after here. Could it be that you even had some things before this? 
Um, that takes me to point three. I'll, I'll summarize. But three point three is simply that you have to be able to eventually, someone that's had very rare situations like this, rare tumors, you didn't do abusive things, you ate right, you exercised, you're very, you use your words, were very health conscious. You, you kind of had it going on. You were doing perceivingly the right things to take care of yourself. And obviously you were. So now, can, Roman numeral three, could you have, could we all have, and what I even want to do some testing in the near future, because now the testing has, has become so um, inexpensive and it's easy to access. You know, you can test right through saliva the ability for us to actually detoxify efficiently. How well we do it, you can test whether or not you have the right uh, genetics to detoxify or if you have impediments genetically, and then what you could do about that. So meaning, even if you didn't have major exposures prior to your onsets of cancer, it's possible that you have impaired detox pathways that open the door. Part two, then after you've been through, obviously, treatments, then imaging techniques left and right, big time, because of two rounds, absolutely, I'm, I'm sure you're loaded up. Um, so we could probably figure out either red blood cell or urine provocative metal testing. I think you should consider what's called, I believe, the lab that we use calls it detoxigenomics, the genetically genome, genome, the human genome. What characteristics do you have at a cellular level? I mean, you're even getting to the point where eventually they're even going to be able to tell whether or not a specific drug drug pharmacologically would work for an individual or not because of their genetic makeup. So that's how sophisticated this is getting. So the the detox part of it is critical. I I would say the other layer that I've been trying to drive to is um, that I think that we have to give more, and I think even oncology is, you have to give more credence to cancer stem cells because what we're doing is we treat cancers, we treat cancers, we try to kill it, we try to you know burn it away, we try to um, scar it away, we do all these different things, but then in, in some cases there's recurrences because of the, the stem cells haven't been dealt with and I think there's even some thought to get you on a, on a nutrient regimen that has a combination of things like quality forms of turmeric and transterostilbene and res Veritrol and, and, and the like. Um, there's six or seven different nutrients. Some manufacturers have them put into one that actually help with reducing uh, that stem cell activity. So I know I was all over the board there, but you got to be tested to see whether or not you have the correct ability. If you have the ability to offload chemicals and metals, number two, you probably should test what your body burden is now. Number three, because I think you get conceptually what you should do dietarily, but maybe we should think about how do we aid um, kind of the, the whole potential for stem cell activity, right? Right. Well, and, and I, I very much agree with what you're saying on the my body being able to process and eliminate chemicals. I have mm-hmm. always been hyper allergic to medicine. My body okay. can't take any mm-hmm. pain meds. I uh, went through two thoracotomies without pain meds. Wow. I get that sick. So yeah. I'm on no medication. I'm, so I'm, it's, yeah, it, it, that, that could be, it makes sense. It very well could be that you have some impaired handling pathways and why then even, you know, even sometimes simple, you know, I hate to use the word simple pain meds or pharmaceuticals create an adverse event. I suggest you call the off-air number, talk to Terry. Maybe you can set up a time. Um, we get on the phone, try to try to lay out maybe what we want to do in a little more of a one-on-one. All right. I'll leave the, I'll leave, I'll give you the number in a few moments. All right. God bless you. Thanks. Folks, that off-air number, 
Ask for Terry. Option three, go into her voicemail. I got a lot to talk about. I'm going to go out to Mike in Las Vegas when we come back. I want to read to you more, some more from the Psalms. I know I'm not even going to get to half of what I want to talk about today, but we'll try. Stay tuned. I'll be back in just a minute. God made our bodies complex. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. If you're not well yet, then you just keep thinking, what else can that be? Like her friend and mentor, pharmacist Joe DiMatteo, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues to peel back the layers to better health with solutions like high-quality nutraceuticals. Just as an example, you can't make vitamin C, and that's a great detoxification agent. It helps boost your immune system. Vitamin D, it hits over 900 parts of your DNA. And many people in Pittsburgh, since we don't live in Florida, doesn't have the sun exposure and I've only seen one person that had a normal vitamin D level range on the lab is 30 to 100 our goals would be 50 to 70 or 80 almost everybody needs vitamin D supplementation give your body what it needs on the road to better health with high quality nutraceuticals at askjod.com or call for a consultation today 888-865-9595 that's 888-865-9595 or visit askjod.com One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget, make annual checkups, and pray for a happy and healthy home. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist knows how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. That's why he hosts a daily call-in show dedicated to helping you achieve greater physical and spiritual health. Trying to keep you and your family healthy can be frustrating. As a certified pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor, Joe specializes in bridging the gap between conventional and alternative medicines. Joe examines the most recent headlines and scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is hype and what is really important. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, Joe DiMatteo strives to bring your health into a spiritual focus. He begins each show with prayer and reflection, asking for good health health and happiness for you and their listeners all across America. Tune in, listen, learn, and live healthy with Ask the Pharmacist. Considering a probiotic? Just remember that what's on the bottle isn't necessarily what's in it. This is Joe DiMatteo, and like you, my family's health is extremely important to me, and I won't give them just anything. Many probiotics are not shelf-stable. They deteriorate in the warehouse and in shipping, so what's on the box is no longer in the product by the time it gets to you. That's why I develop Probiotic Essentials, so I can rest assured my family is getting the full dose of high-quality strains their bodies need. In fact, we regularly send our Probiotic Essentials from our store shelves to an independent lab to verify the quality and potency of our product. Yeah, we're a little crazy about quality control, but you know what? That's okay with me. 
Knowing that your family and mine are getting nothing but the highest quality probiotics possible makes it the kind of crazy I can live with. Learn more about our probiotic essentials as well as other supplements at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget. You make annual checkups. You pray for a happy and healthy home. Here on the Ask the Pharmacist show, I know how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. As a registered pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and naturopath, it's my goal to help bridge the gap between conventional and alternative naturopathic medicine. Every day, I'm here to discuss the most recent headlines, scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is most important or hype. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, I strive to bring your health into a spiritual focus with a firm reliance on God and the promises found in His Word. It's my prayer for you and listeners all across America that you enjoy good health and happiness each and every day. Stay tuned, listen, learn, and live healthy. This is Joe DiMatteo. Ask the Pharmacist continues in a moment. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. Welcome back to America's Health Talk Hour. This is Joe DiMatteo of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. If you're just joining us, you can reach us toll-free at 877-655-6755. That's toll-free, 877-655-6755, or at AskJoeDiMatteo.com. Let's get back to talking your health. Entering his rest. I'm going to get to Mike. Why, why do we struggle with entering his rest in in specifics? I, I, obviously, there's not one reason for that sin. There are a lot of things why we, um, you know, why why we don't enter into his rest at times. But Psalm 95 is pretty clear. Um, God basically was saying to us and the children of Israel in Psalm 95. That we don't enter his rest because we've hardened our hearts and we just got stiff necks and we don't listen to him. We don't listen to his word. We're not in his word. We're not, we're not, listen to the one. I have to find it here. It says, um, today, verse seven, if only you would hear his voice today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah. God was giving us the specific examples of specific examples where the children of Israel, you, I, Gentiles, it doesn't matter who, where we harden our hearts, we stiffen our necks, we, 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 we battle with God, and God's just saying, look, you know, you're not going to enter my rest with that hard heart attitude. A lump of clay, folks, 
a dry, lumpy lump of clay, is pretty much worthless. Israelites were convinced that God wouldn't and could not deliver them from their troubles. They had lost faith in him, and he had delivered them multiple, multiple times. You and I are guilty of the same thought process and sin. When our hearts become hardened, we get to the place where we can't, we won't turn to God. Unfortunately, we often think this is like an overnight sudden occurrence. It's not. It happens over time. It's choices over a period of time where we continue to disregard him in our lives and his urging and the leading of the Holy Spirit to move or to do or to say or to repent. And we continue to resist. If we resist long enough, we'll eventually usually get what we ask for. Unfortunately, a hard heart and not entering his rest. Let's go back to the phones. Mike, I know who this is. Mike in Las Vegas. My brother, Mike, how are you? Man, I'm getting better, my brother. Thank All you. right. Thank you. you feel a little better? Yeah. Seriously? I feel a little, little bit better, just a little bit. Okay. I made a mistake. I did something really stupid, man. I picked up a little weight. I told you because of the, you know, the fatigue I was having, I was eating the bad stuff. So I decided now that I'm getting my adrenals back together, I'm going to go on a 1,200-calorie diet. And it just it just doesn't work when you have adrenal problems. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> so no. Part of what I'm calling for is is to get some some dietary ideas. So yeah. So that that now that I've started back eating like the last couple of days, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so my question is two things about eating. Second of all, about at what point? Because I'm on hydrocortisone right now. But at what point uh, can I start adding like adrenal um, glandulars, those kind of things? And the last thing mm-hmm. is my melatonin is real low. Mm-hmm. And how can you raise melatonin? So it's kind of like a free part. All right. Yeah, you're welcome, brother. You're so welcome. First of all, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you're at least doing a little bit better. Number two, unfortunately, when we worked in that consult with you, that was probably Joyce and I's fault because we didn't really go to the dietary side. I made some assumptions. I've known you for how many years? You, you, you know, I just, I assumed, I assumed, right? Um, but you can't, you can't, we can't go on these very limited diets. One of the keys are from a dietary standpoint with um, low adrenal function. You cannot skip meals. You have to have balanced blood sugar. So that means you've got to eat regularly, you know, four to five hours apart and maybe even with a small snack in between. We should have protein at each meal. They have to be complex carbs, like white sugars and white flours and simple sugars and processed foods are just a huge, huge problem. So you got to have protein at least three times a day. Um, you know, do some smoothies if you'd like. And I talked yesterday about that pretty unique prep uh, that that ultra glucose control. I just think it's an awesome product. I was going to hopefully talk about it a little bit more today. You could maybe even use that once or twice during the course of the day to replace a meal because it sustains blood sugars. But the keys are absolutely adequate protein each meal. You can't starve because usually when folks are undergoing adrenal issues, they have a lot of hypo and even hyperglycemic tendencies, which makes you spiral out of control. You dramatically cutting, quote, food intake. I think we just got to get you eat, eat more but eat quality. I think that's the key. 
Um, okay, number two, um, as far as can you add other things? I'm fine with adding some adrenal glandulars right now. You probably have some. You've done them in the past. You can do that right now. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. It doesn't have to be totally hydrocortisone. I think our theme that day was that you need to be doing that because that's how depleted you were. Certainly right. no rationale for you not to do other nutrients that have things like pantothenic acid in it. Licorice is great for the adrenals and maybe some glandulars. Uh, you certainly can. If you even want, if you call tomorrow, leave a message for Terry. Uh, I'll even, if she just reminds me, I'll, I'll, I'll write up a couple things for you. You had a third question, I think. I forget now. <laughs> low, low melatonin. Oh. And I'm trying to decide how, how I can raise, actually change melatonin. Okay. Raise. Yeah, I, I think the only way um, that I know of, and I mean, and I, I kind of have a, a handle on the biochemistry and the physiology of the body, but technically most melatonin production comes from serotonin, believe it or not. And the in the in the way we get more melatonin, it's got to come from serotonin, but the way you do it is with something like that mood essentials that we use. Mood essentials will convert to SAMe which which can, which forces the conversion of serotonin to melatonin. So if you want to go upstream, because I know that's the way you think, if you want to go kind of go back to the beginning as opposed to just taking the melatonin, let's add in like two mood essentials a day because that will convert to SAMe. That will convert your serotonin over to melatonin. That's the that's a key player because specific nutrients often that we take in will make reactions go in the body. And in particular, that methionine that is in there will, will help conversion okay there we go there we go all right brother you're so you. you're so welcome you leave a message with terry tomorrow i'll, I'll get her something all right okay that sounds good Thanks god, god bless you he's just an awesome guy he's a dear friend he's just an awesome god-fearing just an awesome human being and uh yeah, he's cool. Michael's a great, great guy. Originally from the Pittsburgh area, actually. See, that's what it is. He's out in, he's out west now, but he's got roots to the Pittsburgh area. He played ball back here. He's from this area. It's awesome. Uh, Paula called the off-air line. Thanks for leaving a message, Paula. Um, when you call in, unfortunately, uh, we, we have two different numbers. I can give you the second number, but when it comes into our main line here, and then we have different offices that function out of here. And instead of when we answer the phone with 20 different, um, we can't, you know, we do a lot of different things here. We have a chiropractor, we have a nurse practitioner, we have me, we have a compounding lab, we have a pharmacy, we have the, uh, the, the, the nutritionals to get shipped out of here. So when you call, it'll, it'll answer, uh, the medicine shop compounding and, and integrative wellness center because we've got about five different things that are housed within here. So you just ask for Terry. Don't get into any specifics. Ask for Terry, Joe. Secretary, um, and it'll go over. That's our support staff. It'll go over to her. And if not, you can just leave a voice message on 877 275 7743. And Terry uh, regularly goes and pulls those messages off. Yesterday, I talked about, I just mentioned that prep, ultra glucose control. Um, I don't get on too many bandwagons. There's, um, I, I feel like uh, I, I always stay pretty close to the vest when it comes to nutrients, your diet, your supplements. I don't get too crazy on diet. And, and I always believe there's a core, th- core of th- nutrients that we should all do. And then I feel that what we talked about yesterday was critical, uh, that ultra-glucose control, especially for folks looking to lose weight. They're overweight. 
or they're moving towards type 2 diabetes. They're heavier. They got elevated triglycerides. Uh, their cholesterol's a little out of control. You have hypoglycemic tendencies. Maybe you've got family histories. See, what really leads to a lot of the problems that we have is overloading glucose and insulin in our livers. See, that's called insulin resistance. That's really where this all begins. It leads to, you name it, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Why, why I drive you guys so often to say less white, less refined, more real foods, more plant foods, more fiber, lean proteins, eat organic where you can. But the key is more real foods, live foods, less processed, less prepackaged foods. So I'm big on that. There's a reason. Not because I just want to be like Yul Gibbons or whatever. That's not the point. The point, the core of many illnesses that we battle today, certainly not all, but many, have a root in chronic inflammation and chronic overload to our liver. Do you realize that right now, probably up to 40%, It might be a slight exaggeration. I don't know that it is. I think that's what recent literature, so don't quote me on it. Uh, We'll say three out of ten. Four out of ten Americans right now have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or show signs of fatty liver disease. Too many carbs, too many of the wrong types of carbs, damaging the liver, creating inflammation, insulin resistance, fatty streaks in the liver, and, and then we wonder why we can't lose weight. And we wonder why we have a population just barreling towards type 2 diabetes and obesity. And so why I'm on board with ultra glucose control? Because it's, it's, it's just a unique blend. I mean, hey, I did, you know, my version of our, you know, our essential meal plus this morning. I, I praise God, I don't have those issues. Well, will I use this? Yeah, I'm going to use it. I've already tried. I've already done a month of it. Absolutely. I'll go back to it. But for those of you that are working out, training, you're in shape, you eat well. Okay. You do keep doing what you're doing. Use the meal replacements that we have. But for those of you that have a weight problem, have history, and and you're trying to get this whole metabolic situation under control. You got to have the right types of carbohydrates. That's what this produces for you, so that you have a steady state of blood sugar release. It doesn't spike and doesn't drop. That's really key. It doesn't drop your blood sugars when you take it. It's a meal replacement, but it's controlled. It reduces insulin resistance. It improves your blood sugar control. Clear in a way. It's documented. They've done studies with Brandeis University. They've done it with, um, gosh, I'm forgetting, with another university. We talked about it yesterday. I'm drawing a blank. But two different universities they've done studies with to monitor blood sugars, insulin, glucose levels. It's got the right forms of amino acids. They use some branch-chain amino acids. And they've got a form of fiber that helps to stabilize your blood sugars as well. It's awesome. Ultra glucose control. It's up on the website. There's a four pack starter kit for you for less than $20. It's whatever, $19.95 for you to try it out. Purchase that. Try it out for four or five, four meals, whatever that is. You say, Ooh, $5 a meal. Well, what does it cost you to prepare a meal? What does it cost you to go out and buy a meal? Well, in all honesty, I don't know that you can go through a drive-through today, which I would hope you're not, and not spend five dollars seriously. 
So, so don't, don't balk at the money. Don't balk at the cost of this thing. This thing, this, this component could help stabilize your blood sugars, help you manage blood sugars, help to move you away from type 2 diabetes movement, and help you to lose weight as well. It's all in the, the types of carbs, the types of protein, the types of fiber. This is a well-researched product. Um, I'm, I'm all over it. Amylopectin. Um, it's um, um, uh, meta. I'm drawing a blank on the other part. It's got a, a metaglycemic type of a product. It's just, it's just really focused to managing blood sugars. That's one announcement. Go to the website. We have 15-day packs, 30-day packs. But if you just want to try it out. 1995. Just go to the website. It's four different meals. Try them. You make a smoothie. It's awesome. Number two, um, we, we've had for a long time folks say, you know, well, don't you have some type of gift cards or don't you have gift certificates or something that we can do? So we, we muddled through this for the longest time and, and we, we did nothing with it. And finally, at the impetus at some of my support staff and support folks here that I work with saying, you've got to get off your duff and you've got to provide because people ask for this. So if you go to the website, you know, you maybe you want to help someone. Maybe you have a family member that says, well, you know, I, I can't listen to his show. I don't get XM or serious, but I've watched some of the live streams and well, I don't know about the, I don't know what the, I don't know what products. And, and, and so some of you often call like, I want to, per-, you do it. We, I see it with my staff here. They say, I want to purchase this for my sister or for my mother. And then you give us your credit card. Just, you can go to the website. You use these gift cards. They're awesome. Um, it's a way for you to bless somebody else. It's a way for you to help somebody else. You can go in and purchase. You want to purchase a $50 gift card to give away? It's very, I even can do it. <laughs> I even can do it. So, so, so you can as well. Go to the, it really, it's a, it was a way for us to finally respond to you so that you could help someone else. You could send it to them in their name. They can use it however they see fit. Hey, if you want to come on here today, I know we're going to be running out of time. 800-281-TALK. Treatment air. But I'm really on a negative bandwagon today, aren't I? Ooh, I hate that. I don't want to be negative, but treatment airs. Excuse me. Treatment, not airs, the biggest risk to the elderly. I'm going to read that again. Make sure you understand me. Treatment not errors, the biggest risk to the elderly. So for years we heard about all the errors that physicians make, pharmacists make, nurses make. Give, we give patients the wrong medications. Prescri- physicians prescribe the wrong medications and on and on. And yes, unfortunately, God forbid, mistakes do happen. But you know what's coming to the surface? The family um, medicine journal, Annals of Family Medicine, research piece done by um, an individual, I just had had her name here, Catherine Ann Wallace, Auckland, New Zealand, says that medication injuries are the main source, 34% of all treatment injuries amongst the elderly. Antibiotics, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, blood pressure medications, we have issues happening to individuals' stomach, bleeding in the stomach, damaging their kidneys, clostridia difficile, allergic reactions, idiosyncratic reactions. Does that mean all medications are bad? No, not what I'm implying. What I'm implying is is that 
what I've said for almost 20 years of doing radio is that, and I, I, pharmacology is my original background. And unfortunately, we as a population are just too quick to draw the medicine card. We're too quick to draw the vaccine card, and it's pounded into us. It's forced legislation. Now I heard that California just apparently just signed in the law. You have you can't say no now, unless I'm wrong. I didn't get a chance to read the whole piece of legislation on vaccines. My point is this: Don't you see what's happening? We're moving people farther and farther away from. Accepting responsibility, taking care of themselves, making lifestyle changes, and we're looking more and more to meds, more and more to vaccines, more and more to, quote, medicine and um, treatments. Again, not my word. This is right in this is right in a family practice journal. And I wonder how many physicians are going to read it, pay any attention to it or ever say to a patient, I need you to make legitimately lifestyle changes because their studies now showing the more I do with you with medication and intervention, the greater the risk for harm and problem. That's basically the summary, right? And why this program is geared towards not pushing you or hucking you to make change, but I would hope to believe encouraging you to make some changes. Why? Because it is critical. There's no way there's no, that, that doesn't mean you're never going to have to use a medication or maybe have a procedure. The, the, those days come, but they should not be run of the mill. The majority of us go to that and lean to that, and our family members do as almost a first route option. Let me go to the phones real quick here. Let me go to Darlene in Louisiana. Darlene, you're on. How can I help you? Yes, I was calling. I'm I'm trying to decide whether I'm diabetic or not because I've gone to two different doctors, and I've also seen an endocrinologist and did the, um, you know, the testing for sugar. Yes. What what, Um, what kind of numbers do you have? Okay, my my A1C is uh, from seven to it goes from six point three to seven. You know, seven. Well, wait a minute. Then wait a minute. My numbers are my A1C. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So then I went to the doctor. My uh, When they test my reading, it'd be like 147, 151, sometimes 167. 170 is the highest my sugar's ever been. Now, is that fasting? That's Fasting. Okay. Sometimes it's fasting, sometimes it's okay. Well, I mean, this is going to get complicated. I don't know that I'm going to have that kind of time to answer this, but, but when you say 6.3 to 7.0 on your A1C, it should be one number. Has it? Have you gotten at different times, and it was two different numbers? Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, two different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, most ever been is seven. Okay, I got you now. Well, I mean, regardless of what your physicians have said or not said, if your A1C is 6.3 to 7.0, I mean, you to me, you know, in my mind, are borderline diabetic slash diabetic because your your A1C should not be running over 6, so I think it's pretty clear. Now, what we do about that going forward is the real thing, is the real 
Right? Does that make sense? And if your fasting numbers, you know, I, I, I think if, you know, fasting is something that I think we put too much weight on fasting. We really need to be looking at folks after meals. So if you have big post-meal spikes, that's also a huge problem. So fasting is one thing, post-meal spikes. But if your fasting is hit as high as 170, it could have been that you really ate something bad the night before. I get that. But if you run 140s, 150s, 160s, those certainly are bad signs. And then we need to step up to the plate and and be more aggressive about how you manage this. Because whether they've told you you are or not, you're in that neighborhood. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. All right. I know that I can sense there's some consternation on your behalf. Um, so, you know, if you want, you know, you, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else going on. If you've got a family history, have they ever done a vitamin D level? Is there a weight issue? Uh, do you exercise? There's a lot of things to consider, right? Not just whether I'm diabetic. What, how, how do we put you into a position so that we can move you away from where your body wants to drive you, right? Okay, that's exactly. In his name, you can do it, girl. I'm telling you, you can do it because I can sense there's there's like a little bit of you know equivalation back there. So don't you know that you you can do this. You can do this. All right. God bless you, darling. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I just made up a word, equivalation. I don't know what I wanted to say, but I could sense there was some, you know, she was, you know, I, there's some, there you, I, sometimes I can just sense that folks have huge concerns with what their health, and, and as we all do, we all do when something's not right, right? But all to the more, why? We need, we, we have choices to make often. We have, we have choices to make. And I want to encourage you certainly to make as good a, good a choices as you possibly, possibly can. Hardened heart. You know, we need the peace of God. You and I, I need it. I think the Bible in Psalm 95 is very clear. The Bible is clear. God said, listen, take my advice. Hear my voice. If you are not hearing my voice, and, and, and all you're doing is, 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 is becoming hard-hearted like the children of Israel did at Meribah and Massa. He said, you know what? We need to get to the point. Psalmist said, you need to, we need to kneel before God. Because he's our God. We're the people of his pasture. We're the flock under his care. And God's saying, bottom line to us, see, we'll never truly have peace unless we make peace with him through his son, Jesus, number one. Number two, we will never really enter his rest if we are a stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. God is saying, surrender to me, surrender your heart, listen to my voice, listen to my word, and then... You'll enter my rest. God is not complicated. He loves you. He loves me. We just need to give it up sometimes, right? God bless you. Tomorrow morning, I'm on live. Stay tuned or come on to the, uh, um, onto the computer at askjod.com. God bless you. Thanks for being with it. You only want what's best for your family. You understand that you might only be able to save a few dollars by buying generic paper towels, but you stick to the brand names when it comes down to what's really important. Take Omega-3 fish oil, for example. You can buy 500 soft gels for less than $20 at many big box stores, but you know that if you do, you'll be tasting fish all day, and you won't be getting close to the strength your body needs to see any real results. And how can you really be sure that the heavy metal toxins have been removed? Where's the bargain? The Essentials brand Omega-3. 
Omega-3 800 is molecularly distilled for purity, has a great lemon taste, and is ultra-concentrated so that you can take fewer soft gels and feel results. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist designed Omega-3 800s to be the premier fish oil supplement on the market today. Visit www.askjoedimatteo.com or call 877-275-7743 for more information on Omega-3 800s and why they're the smart choice for you and your family. 